Hello, I do want to welcome you back to the Academy Podcast here for OEBS, brought to you by Bobway Media. And we do thank you for tuning in today. With me today is Brother Jamie Beller, and we're glad to have him with us today. Thank you for joining me today, Jamie. Well, thank you. It's always always a joy to be with you, uh, Russ. Uh, we've we've got to spend some time together over the years, and and always exciting uh, to visit with you. Yeah, most of the time I see it's when you're doing a gospel meeting. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so somewhere. So it's nice to be doing something besides just, just visiting at a gospel meeting that you're doing. Uh, but we do want to give a chance. So like we did last time, we want to just uh, give a chance for folks to get to know you. And then just like last time as well, we'll look at a scripture here for our devotional uh, time as well. Uh, so the first question I have here is how long have you been preaching? Uh, full time uh, going on uh, 20 years. Uh, did some preaching uh, prior to that. Uh, my first, I guess, full full length sermon was when I was stationed in Germany. Uh, I was serving in the army. Showed up to church one day. Uh, showed up for worship, and I was the only uh, Christian male that was present. So I learned really fast about being being ready. <laughs> and so taught Bible class, and and I still remember the sermon I preached. Uh, Eighteen years old, and I was preaching on the New Testament pattern. And so it's <laughs> so preaching to a bunch of bunch of soldiers. Right. And soldiers, Germany. soldiers, uh, soldier wives. And I think we had a couple of Germans in there. So, wow, it was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not something you hear every day about. Yeah, my first sermon is in front of a bunch of uh, soldiers and their families and some Germans. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Uh, now, where are you preaching now? I know you're not you're not doing full time preaching anymore. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's kind of a, that's kind of one of those interesting things. Uh, and you know, this as well, that, that, uh, we sometimes get lumped into full-time preaching, part-time preaching and, mm-hmm. and the work of a minister, work of an evangelist is, is generally uh full-time work. Uh, but, but as far as, uh, being present at the church building, uh, I, I, I've been working with the Prague church of Christ, uh, which is, East of Oklahoma City, about 45 minutes east of Oklahoma City, between Oklahoma City and Tulsa, and been here since 2016. So I've uh, okay. been doing that, and along with that, I, I do uh, chaplaincy work as a hospital and hospice chaplain. So just started a new venture as a hospice chaplain. So Yeah, you know, you're right. You make a good point about full-time, part-time preaching. It's uh, I think if you're preaching <laughs> on a regular basis, it feels like it's full-time, whether it's uh, at a, going to the church building every day or not, because it's a, it's a full-time work preparing lessons and, and doing, uh, everything that's involved in just being a preacher. Um, so here's one more here as far as this goes is, uh, why did you get into preaching? Well, uh, part of it was, uh, upon obeying the gospel, there's that, you know, and, and ironically, yes, that question. When I, when I first moved to Germany, I was calling to look for a congregation and, um, called on a Sunday morning, uh, seeing what time worship services started. And a lady answered the phone and she asked, when were you ordained? And so that, uh, that kind of got me asking some questions. I said, what do you mean by that? And I told her that I'd done some devotionals and, and, and prayers and had participated in worship, uh, growing up. And when she asked that question, I found out real quickly that she was with the church of Latter-day Saints. And so, uh. Uh, we ended up having kind of a Bible study over the phone, but, but eventually I, I got to where I, I found a congregation and, 
And because it was a military, mostly military, uh, you, you spent a lot of time preaching, uh, teaching Bible class, just kind of that rotation. And then when I came home, I came home for, for purposes of uh, going to University of Oklahoma uh, to go to ROTC. And, but in the process, uh, Wayne Price, uh, a lot of you may know Wayne Price preaches, longtime preacher at McLeod Church of Christ in McLeod, Oklahoma. He, he got me kind of started, encouraged me and uh, congregations would need uh, someone to fill in. He had sent me and he had asked me to go. And eventually I started doing that more and more. And, and the more I did full fill in work, the more I wanted to go into full-time work. Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> had, had, had uh, ambitions of going to law school and going back into the military uh, full-time, but uh, those ambitions changed the more, the more and more I preached. It's preaching is one of those things when you, when you start doing it and you start getting out there, you see how badly preachers are needed. Uh, whether you're talking about a congregation that just needs someone to help them, or you see where there are other preachers so-called who are not proclaiming the truth, which tells us there's another need for preachers as well. And so, you know, the more you get out there, the more you see the need for sound preachers. Um, now, when I asked Tony this last time, of course, Tony has been with OEBS for since about 2001. And I roped you into uh, starting with OEBS this year. And so you're, our, you're a brand new instructor with us. And so why did you want to uh, begin teaching with OEBS? Why don't you let me rope you into it, so to speak? Well, part of it is uh, I, I have a long history with o, OEBS. Uh, I, though I never took courses, I've, I've always had a great love for OEBS. Uh, Tom Bright, uh, I'm, my family has known Tom Bright. He's known my family for a number of years. Um, the Thrashers, uh, you know, Ted, Ted uh, Brother Thrasher, he, he, he grew up going to McLeod. And I remember uh, when I was just a little guy seeing Ted and and seeing Ted starting out, still go to McLeod, pass by the the house that he lived in, just a small house. And I remember when when he and uh, Sister Thrasher were married, family attended that. So I've always had a a close a close connection to Ted and his family, but also uh, to OABS, and and have always had a love for OABS. It's a small world. I didn't realize you knew uh, Ted. It's, uh, you know, Ted and then, of course, you know, Tom Bright starting it. And I met Tom, I think I met him once years and years ago. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's interesting how, how so much, so many people and brother intertwine over the years and meet through preaching or through, like you said, through OEBS and, uh, you know, traveling and preaching different places now a little bit more. It's interesting how many people either you you know them or you know for instance i stopped at pittsburgh kansas uh two weeks ago and uh the preacher's i knew the preacher's wife and then he he turns out he's actually good friends with one of our new instructors coming on it's just it's a small world in the brotherhood to oh it is it is you know you mentioned you mentioned pittsburgh um before i before i went to memphis uh, memphis school of preaching um was in Broken Arrow, and this has been 2001, so 20, 21 years ago, and they had an area-wide preachers uh, gathering at Broken Arrow, and I attended it, introduced myself, and and next thing I know, I was getting invited to a small congregation in Kansas, and then uh, when I got home on Sunday evening uh, after preaching there, 
received a call from one of the men from uh, Norm Nation in Fort Scott, Kansas, and asking me if I'd be interested in doing the work in Fort Scott, Kansas, went up there and, you know, it was one of those blessings in disguise that they, you know, they didn't hire me. because uh, uh, no telling what kind of preacher I would have been had had I taken that work then instead of uh, coming back home and, and going to school. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how things work out sometimes. Uh, the things that you said, blessings in disguise, sometimes we really want things and it turns out later we're glad we didn't uh, get what we asked for. Uh, so the text you picked for today, and I'm going to let you uh, bring this, uh, introduce this to us, and, and I'll just make some comments here as we go through it. Uh, but you brought up uh, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. And so I'm going to let you uh, read that and make any comments you'd like as we look at, look at this devotional side of this. Uh, the writer of Hebrews says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish for our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, throughout the book of Hebrews, uh, emphasis has been on the superiority of Christ um, and, and really stressing the superiority of Christ and beginning all the way back in Hebrews chapter 1 uh, to get us to this point in Hebrews 12, uh, that the same God who had spoke through uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God that spoke to Noah, uh, the same God that, that the Jewish people had grown to love and respect and, and had a high regard for, even though they oftentimes turned away from him. Now the writer of Hebrews is reminding us that that same God spoke to Christ and spoke through Christ, Hebrews 1, uh, 1 and following. And so uh, throughout, throughout Hebrews, the emphasis is on what, what things about Christ are superior, why they're superior, and then, you know, you touch on Hebrews 10, 39, uh, that we are not of they who draw back to perdition, but of those, of those who believe to the saving of the soul. And then uh, Hebrews chapter 11 brings us to, to the idea of faith, the development of faith. And, and I've done a lot of work in, in that area on the development of faith, the discipline of faith. And, and so much is stressed in Hebrews 11. But then the writer turns our attention that in, in light of these let me give you someone greater to turn your attention to, someone greater to look into. So much of so much, so many times they looked at the at the the faith of others. And and while the faith of those in Hebrews chapter chapter eleven is commendable, there's one who possesses a, a greater deal of faith, and that is Christ. And and so he brings us to Hebrews 12 and verse 2, looking unto Jesus, fixing our eyes uh, on Jesus. You know, so many times. And I was talking to, to young Christians today about this, that so many times new converts can become very discouraged because they've, they've been discouraged or disheartened by the faith of, of individuals who, who have been Christians for a long time. And, and that can cause them to quit pretty easily when you see, when you see low, those who've been in the faith for a long time just becoming careless. And so that, that as, as much of a, temptation as it is to look at the faith of others there's always a need for us to look at the faith of christ yeah and i particularly like the the wording here uses in hebrews 12 and 2 the the author and adventure of our faith and that word author there uh that either being the, the chief leader according to strong's uh you know the one who we look up to look into and and he's our he's our standard like you said it's we have those who are who are 
great examples of faith throughout through, uh, throughout the years. But then you have those, like you pointed out, who have been Christians for, for however long. And then for whatever reason, they, like you said, become careless. You know, they, they kind of walk away. And, and it's important for us to realize here that Christ, he, he is a, a constant. You know, he never leaves, never departs. He's always there for us. Unlike those around us today, even some of our brethren who have departed, Christ does not. He's always there. He is the, uh, the one who we look to and who is our, our standard for faith and the example of faith, no doubt. Uh, anything else you want to add to this before we close out here? Uh, uh, you, 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 follow, you follow through Hebrews chapter 12 and, and, and how we can continue to look to Jesus in spite of a lot of things. Uh, in spite of in spite of the criticism that comes, uh, you and I are probably well acquainted with preachers who have quit, quit because criticism, um, members who have quit because of criticism. And yet, you think about all the criticism Jesus endured, and all the uh, and, and the writer picks this up in verses three through through five, I believe, and and consider him, and and so much is stressed on consider him. Um, you think about keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus in spite of the criticism. And, 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 I, and as I read this text, I'm reminded of, of why it was that, faith, that, that Peter began to sink uh, when, you know, he had the courage to get out of the boat, but the moment he took his eyes off of Christ, uh, what happened to him? And, and same can be, that can illustrate to us what happens when, when we become concerned about all the critics and all the criticisms that come our way and even the calamities that we encounter and and so so many times those things are so easy to call to cause us to take our eyes off of Jesus and and we understand what happens when we do yeah and you know we sometimes we can we can feel like we're, we can convince ourselves that no one's gone through the things that we've gone through no one's suffered like we have been suffering and that's just not true uh Christ like you point out there in verse of verse three hell he endured as the King James says, he endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Uh, you know, he endured so much grief uh, and so much heartache and really a lot of disappointment from others around him who, pro who wanted to put forth the idea of them being loyal to him, but over time and sometimes numerous times would disappoint him. Uh, you know, if he, and he is our example of staying the course remaining faithful to you know, the will of God and, and carrying out all those things he was to do. And we are to do, to do the same thing today. Uh, you know, he endured hardship uh, and, and we can look to him as our example of remaining constant during times of, of tremendous grief and, and uh, persecution as well. Um, do you have anything else you want to add here? I, I think you can touch one one more thing on that. You you look, you know, particularly in that text, the the chastening. Uh, you know, so so many times we 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 despise, and I think that may be a strong word, but I think it's a, certainly a, a a relevant word. But sometimes we despise chastening. You know, uh, you you think about it in 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 our in our context uh, as preachers. You know, uh, that first time that somebody corrects you uh, when you've when you've preached and, and, and you know, uh, and members, you know, as a member, there, there's a lot of times that we don't like being corrected, you know, but but there's a lot that we can learn when that correction comes from from those seasoned members uh, who especially when we know that their correction is one 
that's constructive. They're not trying to destroy us, but, but sometimes we can receive that correction in a very destructive way mm-hmm. uh, instead of allowing it to be constructive toward us. And, um, you know, certainly you look at where, where we are now as preachers um, because of that correction, you know, I'm, I'm not the preacher I was when, when, when I, I stepped in Nuremberg, Germany and showed the church building in Nuremberg, Germany, I'm certainly not the preacher that I was then. And, and, and if I still was, then I should have been corrected and, and, and correction helps us. It may, may hurt at the moment. It may, it may be something we despise at the moment, but later on, we can be greatly appreciative of, of that correction that, that someone took the time to give us. Yeah. Correction. That is at first is, is honest. And sometimes people try to correct, might try to correct you and uh, they're actually in the wrong, but uh, if someone corrects you or, and, and we have to realize, like you pointed out here with this chastening, we can allow it to, to build us up or we can allow it just to, to tear us down. Its function should be to build us up. Well, we do want to thank you for being here with us today on the Academy podcast. I appreciate brother uh, Jimmy being here with us as well. I do hope you'll tune in all into this podcast or to this uh, episode, but also to the previous with brother Smith and those who will be coming uh, later as well. We do encourage you to jump over to our website at oebs.org to check out the website to consider applying to be a student. We do have classes starting August 6th, and so you do have time left to apply and to enroll as a student. So we hope you will consider that. And we do thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again next time.